All right, everybody, welcome back to Doing the Thing podcast. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Phil. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. Thanks for, for the reminder on that. I wish I would have known yesterday when I was seeing all the photos of you partying and stuff like that. <laughs> Could have uh, been with you in at least in spirit, if not personally. <laughs> oh, it was magnificent. We went to a friend's house in Rancho Santa Fe, and uh, he, I found out last night, is a talented guitarist, like immensely talented. And he and his son performed. His son played piano. He played guitar. Um, oh, man. There was some modifying involved. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we made that agreement for next time. But uh, what a wonderful night. And night one of two, because tonight we're getting back together. I'm making my world-famous beef uh, tri-tip marinated. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Mm. <laughs> I'm jealous, man. I'm really jealous. Keep me away from the drums, but you know, <laughs> you should bring the drums and you should do it. And I'll just listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, good, man. I'm glad you guys are doing that. Um, today's topic. So, um, this is going to be our continuation on, on, on that health and wellness kind of topic. So last week we, we talked about working out kind of at a high level. I don't want to be your trainer. I just want to kind of give you guys some ideas of, of what could work and, and what's worked for me in the past, my past clients when I was a trainer. Uh, so the continuation today is going to be nutrition. Uh, what is going to be, you know, something that you can do that's sustainable. And, and I want to incorporate some of that periodization uh, formula and concept that we brought up last week about, you know, weight training and exercise. It can certainly apply to, to nutrition. Um, and what do you think that would mean, Bill? Well, um, yeah. So let me start with the question back to you, kind of boomeranging. Um, yeah. Why do diets fail? They're not sustainable. Um, there, there's something that it, it, it's rigid. It's something that it's not the way that you want to eat. It's not the way, you know, a lot of times it's not the way that's in alignment with your lifestyle as well. You know, so say for example, the, the, the ketogenic diet, it's a very hard diet to stick to. It's, it works really well, um, for a lot of people. And I find that it works really well for a lot of people because you're actually reducing your calories, even though you're eating an enormous amount of fat, which is not necessarily a great idea all the time. <laughs> uh, and, and you're, you're eating a moderate amount of protein, but primarily the nutrients is fat, but you're cutting out carbohydrates completely. And, and the philosophy around that is, you know, the, um, you know, when you don't have those carbohydrates, you're not working off of insulin, you're starting to burn fat a little bit more and you're starting to build more mental clarity and things like that. That works a lot, really well for a lot of people, but it's, it's hard to actually find foods that are ketogenic. It's actually really hard to stay in ketosis. Also, when you're in ketosis, you're a stinky bastard, just so you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. So it's really hard to sustain something like that unless you incorporate it completely into your lifestyle and you really enjoy doing it. And if that's the case, then you absolutely should do keto, but it's not for everybody. And and people that get off of keto and, and try to go right back into a normal lifestyle, a lot of times they bring that they build that those fat stores back up and sometimes get a little bit heavier. Yeah. Doesn't your body remember your weight and gravitate back to that yeah so so sometimes people say that your fat cells they just stay there and they shrink and then they just expand back 
I don't think that's necessarily true. I think, you know, I think you truly do burn fat and things like that, but your body just has that capacity. It was already at that point before. So it could just really just be so easy just to go back to it, uh, just to fluctuate. And, and it's mostly attributed just to going back into those eating habits that got you there in the first place. You know, that's what it really is at the end of the day. And sometimes we overcompensate because this is where the extra weight comes in. We overcompensate. So like, oh, I was so good for six to eight weeks. You know, I can have this extra thing. I can have this extra pizza. I can have this extra beer or whatever. And that's kind of where people fluctuate back and then go a little bit beyond it. Yeah. So, you know, you touched on something important. Well, two things, actually. Periodization. Periodization. <laughs> which is a hard word to pronounce on a Monday morning. Um, yeah. And lifestyle. And, yeah. you know, so many times, especially around New Year's, right, we make these proclamations. We say, I'm going to stop X. I'm going to do Y. I'm going to see Z. And it requires us to just flip the switch from how we're currently living to something completely different. Right. And yeah. that becomes punitive and not sustainable. So talk to us a little bit about how do you gradually move yourself towards a healthier eating style? So, so I, I always recommend eat for health first and foremost, rather than for the you know for for the for the gains or the weight loss and things like that you could you could lose a ton of weight and you could build a lot of muscle with a really shitty diet <laughs> you can't you really can so first of all think about things that could be healthy for you first you want to balance your uh you know you want to have so many servings of vegetables you know based off your body type based off your weight based off of your gender and things like that you need to have a certain amount of vegetables certain amount of healthy grains and carbohydrates and lean proteins in your diet now once you kind of master what those food selections are then you can kind of start balancing those macronutrients a little and 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 where does like the the, the comfort food the health uh, the crappy food that we normally eat come in on that well i mean you can have substitutes you can make substitutes that's pretty easy it's never the same so i i actually don't do that i actually just if i'm going to have pizza i'm going to eat pizza and and the in the in the, the skill and the key to this is when people, it's a it's a trend, and it happens a lot. When sometimes when somebody's like, "Okay, I I failed the diet this week. It's Wednesday. I, we're just gonna start fresh again on Monday." And you eat like a turd for the next four <laughs> days, and, and you lose all that progress. It's okay. Have the have the food. Don't be guilty. Get back on track for that next week. Maybe maybe don't don't binge or, or don't have your cheat meal on Saturday, maybe push it to Sunday night or something like that, you know, just kind of adjust it a little bit. If you, if you, for some reason fail or somebody, you know, wants to go out that night and have like a drink or something, or do it like a networking dinner or lunch or something like that, you know, get back on it the next day and, and just kind of keep going. And, you know, that's the best way for sustainability there. So I'm hearing, give yourself permission to cheat once in a while. If yeah. you want pizza, don't have a vegan, you know, organic, sustainable crust. No, Just nobody likes cauliflower crust anyway, man. Cauliflower <laughs> crust is trash. <laughs> How do you really feel? <laughs> I feel that it's a poor replacement for the real thing. <laughs> so I think the hardest part about, you know, making healthy choices is getting started, right? And, you know, me being the Mexican food addict that I am, um, I want 
cheese enchilada is covered with a lot of hot sauce, right? And <clears throat> I think your body gets used to that and craves what you feed it. So how do you break that cycle initially? So it's just baby steps. I think, um, you know, if you, if you make a really big sudden change, it's, um, it's like a, a shock to the system. You'll probably lose some really good weight at the very beginning. Just know that a lot of it's probably water weight. Um, mm. and, and, and then, you don't really start burning fat until, you know, three, sometimes four weeks into a change. So why don't you just make it gradual? Why don't you start taking some things away, you know, something, something away one day, or once per day, every day of the week until you get to the next stage, because you'll actually start losing some weight there. You know, you start taking small things away here and there. Those calories are reduced through the whole week. So think about you have like net calories and net fats or whatever at the end of the week, you know, start taking, chipping away some of those things throughout the week until, you know, you, you start seeing like a, a slow, gradual lose of like one pound per week. You don't really want to lose more than that. You know, one pound really? per week is very sustainable. If you lose four or five pounds in a week, you're going to feel tired. You're going to feel de depleted. You're going to, your mental clarity is going to kind of go away a little bit. So if you're just losing a little bit at a time, that's very sustainable. And you know, you know, what's the rush, you know? Yeah. We want to lose our weight. We want to be healthy faster, but when you, when you lose 10 pounds over the course of 10 weeks, you're much more likely to keep that off than if you lose 10 pounds in two weeks. Hmm. Yeah, because what happens, they call it rebound weight gain, right? Yep, yep. So what's That's, the science behind that? So so the science, there, there's a lot of schools of thought on that. Like I said, some people, some schools of thought say that the, the fat cells shrink and then they expand back out once you've got back on that regular diet. A lot of others think it's a psychological thing. Like you end up overcompensating for taking that extra time off, you know, in a diet. Hmm. So I punished myself. I, you know, starved myself. I was tired. I was frustrated. I hated it. I looked at my friends eating pizza and guess what? I reached my weight goal. So now I'm going to have at it. <laughs> yep. I'm going to buy a whole thing of Oreos. And I'm just going to eat all of it. Because <laughs> wow. I deserve it. I earned it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Is, yeah. Does it, is it helpful to do things like creating a diary and just being aware of what you're feeding your body? It's very helpful. It's very helpful if you have the discipline to do it. <clears throat> and there's cool. a lot of really cool apps out there that help you do it. SparkFit is actually a really good app. It actually gives you uh, tutorials and it actually gives you a macronutrient breakdown uh, based off of what you need to do to lose like a pound a week or whatever your goal is. Or in some, some cases, people need to gain weight too. And it has a, has a app for that as well. It also has an app that, uh, uh, you know, will, will, will show what your physical fitness, um, you know, pattern is so that they can adjust your, your meals around that. And I actually like that a lot too. And, and that's where I, I kind of revolve a lot of my cheat meals around. It's like, I'll mm. just have that extra workout or I'll have an extra hard workout. So I can have, you know, that extra beer on a Wednesday instead of on my Friday night or something <laughs> like that. You know, I'll strap on the, you know, the, the backpack and go ruck for a couple of miles. And in, 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 in addition to, you know, martial arts or my weight training or something like that. Nice. Nice. And, you know, um, Final question for you. Uh, how important is it to calorie count? I think it's really important starting out. <clears throat> so you have a really good understanding of your body and what it needs. 
you know, there's a lot of formulas out there that really help you do that. And if you're a numbers kind of person and you really like to focus on the data, it could be a very, very good tool for you. And I, I think starting out for anybody, it should be, you know, counting counting calories and macros just so you can, you know, kind of train yourself a little bit to have like that good understanding. And then after that, I I don't do that after I, ha I don't do it anymore at all, unless I want to do a bodybuilding competition or something and I want to bring it down to like 4% body fat, I'll probably start doing that. But right now I'm at like about 12% and I'm really enjoying my food. So I'm not <laughs> going to do it. And, but I do, I do some portion control and I actually, I don't eat until I'm completely stuffed. I, I kind of, you know, you know, it, it's just like my, my weight training. I never weight train to complete failure uh, same thing i won't eat until complete failure either. <laughs> leave a little bit in the tank nice nice well listen this has been informative and you know the hope here is that we believe mind body and spirit have to be attended to and body is important because it's what fuels you it's what fuels your mind and how you treat yourself with exercise and with nutrition really matters and can make a difference in your performance. So Jason, great tips. And hopefully everybody got something from this episode and just start thinking about it. And look, if you want a calorie count, do it for educational purposes, right? Just get a sense of what you're feeding your body. Once you get that good understanding and you have some basis around it, yeah, you don't necessarily need to do it because now you're making educated choices. And that's really what we're talking about. Exactly. And, and you know, Fad diets, you know, they have they're a tool and, and use them as such. You can experiment th with them and things like that. But remember, it's whatever works best for you and, and and helps you stay on that in a good lifestyle to be able to eat for life instead of just eating for small little goals here and there. It's nice to have those goals, but at the same time, you want to be able to you know eat so you can be healthy in your later years. You know, you'll still be able to do the things that you want to do instead of being you know, crippled or, or, or just have poor, poor health where you, you're just kind of stuck in bed or something like that. You know, I think that should be the overall goal. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, listen, thank you. Really, really informative. I hope all of you listening got something out of this. I certainly did. And I'm going to be asking myself about that uh, burrito that I was planning to have this afternoon. Hey, maybe just keep the cheese and the uh, sour cream off of it. And you got, you still got yourself a pretty, pretty nice meal there. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks, Thanks for much. listening. Catch you next week.